2: where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Faceoff wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
4: Hello, and welcome to triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Uh, my name for is Neil.
5: questions, press one.
4: Yeah, <laughs> for uh, I forget what the the movie is that uh, the Kramer was uh, doing there. Please type in your zip code. Uh, can you just say your zip code anyway? Uh, I am Neil. Uh, this is Triviality. That was Ken. Uh, Ken, how are you today?
5: Pretty good. I've had my coffee and uh, ready to go. Okay, oh, so breakfast.
4: You're fueled up, is what you're saying.
5: I'm fueled. Well-fueled.
4: Good. And, and uh, depending on how this game goes, you might have to uh, airmail Ken a, a can of NOS, uh, so we can be like uh, Dominic Toretto from Fast and the Furious and get a
5: car, more specifically.
4: Yeah, there you go. Um, and Jeff, you're here as well? <laughs> no,
5: he's... That's a really dark sequel. He's just huffing NOS in the back <laughs> of the Just because just I'm bald doesn't mean I'm anything like Vin Diesel.
4: Well, you no. do, you do wear a... Diamond You're encrusted cross. At, you all the are
3: athletic. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't jacked, but you are athletic. So I'll give you that.
4: Jeff, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing pretty well, Neil. Your uh, your comment about putting in your zip code earlier reminds me of one of the like the things I've seen recently, which was so funny to me. Somebody put on Twitter like, "Oh, did you know that like it automatically censors your Social Security number?" And then I just saw like a, a reply <laughs> list of a bunch <laughs> of people just putting in their Social Security <laughs> numbers. Uh, I hope that's harmless fun. Uh,
4: I, ho- I hope so, too. Uh, and so does uh, Janet and Topeka as well, Jeff, whose identity you've stolen. Um, but uh, thank you for joining us, both of you. Matt isn't here today. Unfortunately, um, he wanted to take part in the festivities uh, on Amity Island uh, for Jaws, and uh, he accidentally brought the wrong type of fin uh, to swim in the waters with and uh, accidentally got a mermaid fin. So he's just dressed as a mermaid swimming around Amity Island. So if you, if you see him, say hello. Uh, but we do have. But they
5: have cleared the beach as a result.
4: They did. They they uh, were a little afraid of, not of Matt, but.
5: Uh, it was the seashells.
4: Exactly. Uh, but uh, we have two special guests here today. Uh, our first guest, uh, we had the pleasure of meeting in person at Geek Bowl, uh, which was great. And as we had talked about before we recorded, it was sort of our last uh, large event that we were all able to be a part of. Uh, but he's coming to us from Santa Monica, California. And that's John Lou. How are you doing, man?
6: Hey, uh, it's great to be here. We really look forward to it. And yeah. People meeting everybody. That was a lot of fun going to like the podcast event. Uh, definitely not the worst thing I could have done to uh, close out the pre-quarantine days.
4: Yeah, we agree. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
6: Yeah, uh, I'm John Liu. I'm a marketing guy out here in Southern California. I live in L.A. and uh, probably uh, my trivia claim to fame is I think I must be the worst trivia player to have ever been Ken Jennings head to head on TV. I got to uh, go up against him on a show called uh, Best Ever Trivia Show on Game Show Network last summer. And, uh, you know, trivia, a lot of it is about category luck. And uh, it was one of the, it was a lot of fun.
4: Is that on your business card too?
6: I am going to put it on my resume. It's going to be part of like a standard get to know your new coworkers icebreaker forever, for sure.
4: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for being a Patreon supporter as well. We appreciate it. Our next guest, uh, we'll let him talk a little bit more about a connection that just brewed here that we had no idea about or that has been brewing, uh, but uh, we're joined uh, today as host uh, Chase Ansock from New York City. How's it going, Chase?
2: Uh, it's going pretty well. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, mm-hmm. my first time hosting any trivia, but uh, I'm pretty excited about it, so...
4: So are we. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and then uh, what we learned before we started recording.
2: Uh, yeah, so I'm a uh, orthopedic surgeon, uh, so a bone doctor, um, finishing up my training here in New York uh, and then heading back out to, uh, to Michigan to start my practice. So if you or a loved one have uh, anything broken, torn or otherwise injured, uh, come say hi uh, next month. And then, uh, yeah, so funny enough, John and I uh, know each other from... About 14, 15 years ago, uh, we were both living in Boston, um, and through a shared internet community, uh, we ended up hanging out a little bit. I think actually uh, doing some some pub trivia uh, before we uh, went our separate ways. So, mm-hmm. uh, kind of funny to circle back all these years later.
4: Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's so cool. And yeah, we we did not plan this. So this is uh, this is all happenstance, and it's fun. At least that you're hosting and John is playing, so it'll be a nice battle of wits as well. I think.
2: Yeah, I don't know if these are Ken Jennings-level questions, but I guess we'll find out in a little bit. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. I'm not a Ken Jennings-level
6: player.
5: I'll make sure to uh, send Neil and Jeff up to your uh, clinic to
2: see you, okay? Perfect.
4: Oh, yeah. I have some things you can look at for sure. Um, So, John, Jeff, uh, you talked a little bit about a team name. You're going to be a team today. Uh, What did you settle on?
6: Then, uh, yeah, taking off, then we'll be the second best trivia show ever
4: and ken
5: well uh chase is a bone doctor i have a similar hobby uh so let's be the bone collector
4: (laughs) that sounds good (laughs) we we, yeah that sounds good uh so are you denzel washington and i'm angelina jolie or how does that work sure okay
3: you do have those jolie lips neil
4: i do that i kiss my brother with yeah (laughs) uh (laughs) <laughs> That's a little pop culture tribute it's there.
5: old, old pop culture reference. Yeah.
4: Um, all right, cool. So uh, we have our teams together. Um, then I guess we should throw it to the rules guy.
3: The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on on five categorized questions, at the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the
5: crop.
6: I am the cream.
5: All right, Neil, I see you have that vial of blood around your neck all ready to go. So uh, shall we uh, set this game off?
4: <laughs> Let's do it. Chase, uh, take the keys, take the car, uh, take the pink slip, all that good stuff. That Never had me, never had your car. <laughs> there you go. And uh, feel free to uh, to punch it.
2: All right. Uh, so in some cases, the category name will help. Sometimes it just makes me laugh. So uh, question number one is in the category, it blinded me with science. Warfarin, sold under the brand name Coumadin, is now a commonly used anticoagulant for patients at risk of clotting. However, what was its original intended use? I think I know this one, Neil.
4: Okay. Uh, I trust you. We can we can
3: lock in.
6: Yeah. Uh, I heard Warfarin. I'm like, I think that's an anticoagulant. And then you said that, and I don't know much more about it.
3: yeah um yeah i feel the same way john i'm not uh i'm not pulling what its original purpose might have been what else do you think you might want to have uh finned blood for
6: maybe uh maybe it's like an aphrodisiac you know kind of like the way viagra works right
3: okay i'm uh yeah i I don't know uh, i don't know what else they'd use it for so I'm, i'm good with that coming from the bone
5: doctor uh we think this is in fact uh Pills or uh, erectile uh, dysfunction medication.
2: And then, uh, John and Jeff, you guys said it was an aphrodisiac. Yeah. Uh, so, no, this is a little more morbid. Uh, it's actually a uh, rodenticide or, or rat poison.
6: Oh. Yeah, oh. So,
2: yeah, Viagra uh, was supposed to treat a super rare condition of high blood pressure in your lungs. And, uh, yeah, instead, it became one of the most widely selling drugs of all time because of its uh, <clears throat> unintended side effect.
4: Now, did, do we get the four hour window thing they always say at the end of the commercial did, did that happen to the mice and then they had to tell us or how did that happen <laughs>
2: yeah i think they told their doctors after a while but uh, yeah you know, but, before that, they were pretty excited
4: uh, i you know, say only after
3: they called their friends to brag about it right yeah there you go
4: so chase before we get to question two uh what's like the number one type of patient you get in your practice
3: yeah, so I'm a shoulder
2: surgeon, so the biggest thing I tend to take care of is uh, rotator cuff tears, uh, things like that.
4: Oh, nice.
5: Uh, my, my dad actually just had a, uh, a shoulder replacement surgery. He's, uh, he's coming along nicely, but now I can finally fight him.
4: <laughs> we'll have to videotape <laughs> not, that. Not,
5: not really, Dad. I know Dad listens. And, uh, I wouldn't fight him. Uh, maybe, I'll have a nice, hearty debate with him sometime.
3: Maybe a Patreon Something tells bonus. Me he, he's he's like still wily enough, he might be able to take
5: you. So <laughs> it, would be, it would be a pretty, pretty decent match. Your dad would, would kill anybody. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, my dad would destroy both of us combined. Yeah, <laughs> two, two on one, he'd still win. All right, <laughs> let's go to question two. All right, uh,
2: question two is in the category, no one asked for it. What is the name of the widely panned and critically reviled 2010 musical that was produced as a sequel to The Phantom of the Opera? The leading lady's last name might lead you to the answer.
4: We can uh, lock in, Ken, on this one.
3: I don't know. I'm not. I'm not pulling this from any other yeah. angles I can think of. Okay, so Phantom of the Dressing Room. <laughs> yeah, that works for me.
4: Yeah, that's definitely someone not allowed backstage. The Phantom of the Dressing Room. Um, we. If she
5: had, if she had ended up with the Phantom at the end of the original musical, you'd know that her last name is of the opera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: right. <laughs> Legally, uh, it was
3: so obvious. I should have known.
4: I've I've actually never seen I've never seen the sequel. I don't think I've actually ever seen Family Opera on stage. I've seen um, you know video clips and heard the the uh, cast album and stuff. Uh, but I do know because it was so panned, uh, the sequel is called Love Never Dies.
2: And yeah, that is uh, absolutely correct. Uh, the leading lady's last name is Die. So, mm. he, yeah, but yeah, uh, it got terrible reviews. The reason why I've never seen it is that uh, it's, I don't, as far as I know, it's never been staged on Broadway or in any major theater in the U.S. It's uh, it's real bad. All right. uh, Moving on to question three. The category is sweeping and wiping. The annual Canadian Women's Curling Championship, the Tournament of Hearts, has long been sponsored by what brand of facial tissue, which is actually quite appropriate given where the sport of curling originated?
4: I've got a guess. Let's lock in. Yeah, originally I when he said, uh, he said something about heart and all I kept thinking of was the heart family dungeon. And I was like, oh, maybe it's sponsored by that, uh, by the wrestling family. But um, I don't think that's where we're at. So he said facial tissues. Does that make you think yeah, of anything? facial
5: tissue. Um, I mean, Kleenex is the brand of facial tissue that jumps right out to me. But I can't really think about um, why that would tie into its location, like a location. Yeah. So I was trying to think of Canadian cities that might like kind of sound like a brand of facial tissue but honestly i don't know any other brands
6: puffs but uh let's just say kleenex okay okay so uh you know he said uh the name was appropriate and i was trying to think you know what are like facial tissue brands or cosmetic brands and i came up with ponds i don't even know for sure that they make facial tissue but you know cold cream and stuff and uh, that seemed to work and jeff agreed So
2: you guys had ponds and then uh ken and neil had Uh, kleenex Mm -hmm. so would it help uh, you guys to know that curling originated in scotland Mm. scots yeah so scots Ah. scots or scotties uh, uh, either would have been acceptable for that wow they got that nice uh nice single ply uh toilet paper too (laughs) yeah you've definitely seen it in your corporate bathroom of someone trying to save every penny (laughs) all right (laughs) Uh, actually my wife and I are very much into the uh, into curling so I got my Detroit curling club shirt here. That's yeah. uh, one the you, things we're looking forward to once the uh, pandemic is finally over.
4: That's awesome. I still want to try curling. I've never tried it. I think we have to I think we said we wanted to try it as a group so we got to do it. Maybe we'll come up to Detroit get our shoulder looked at and then put, play some curling.
2: yeah go like one stop shop we'll right. We'll just oil
5: up Jeff and put him in a freshly paved parking lot and we'll slide <laughs> him across. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, It'll be like a slip and slide full of Crisco. Uh,
4: Yeah, we know you have a lot of Crisco at home.
2: All right. Um, So let's move on to question four. Uh, The category is, uh, no, but I played one on TV. Years before House became everyone's favorite curmudgeonly doctor, what CBS sitcom was named for its main character, a gruff and vocally atheistic family practitioner? And that's a bit ironic, as the lead actor later played a celestial being on another primetime show. I know this one, Neil. We'll lock in.
4: Okay.
6: I have a guess. Um, I don't do even. You, re, I'm not even sure that he of? was a doctor. But I remember an uh, eponymous title character show on CBS called Becker, with a really curmudgeonly main character.
3: I ooh, I like I like Becker.
6: Okay, let's lock in with Becker.
3: Yep. Uh,
5: me and Neil are discussing all the actors on Becker right now, and we locked in with Becker.
2: And and that is exactly right. So, right. Ted, so Ted Danson played Becker, and then on The Good Place, one of my favorite shows, uh, he played a. Uh, well, give it away a little bit, but he plays a demon.
3: Uh, so there you go. All right. Yeah. As soon as you said Becker, I knew we were we were good to go.
4: I forgot
6: about See, that I, show. I know, I know almost nothing about the show, but I just remember it exists.
4: I feel like at every show, every episode opened with him like coming wherever he went to the practice or whatever, and someone said something, and he's like, "Oh, that's nonsense." And then by the end, he was kind of you know coming around to it with like a moral, a moral lesson. <laughs> yeah,
5: there were basically two sets. It was the office and then the like cafe or bar or whatever that was. You come storming in with a newspaper like, you know what really boils my shorts or whatever.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it is definitely a product of its times.
4: (laughs) Now, when someone says, you know what really boils my shorts, are they actually in the shorts when they're boiled or they boil them separately?
2: No, they're
5: just looking for a sterile shorts option. Yeah, that's how they used to do laundry.
4: They had to boil
5: it like in, uh, you know, Willy Wonka. They made the laundry stew.
4: Oh, that's right. Oh, We could do a whole podcast on Willy Wonka and how... Uncle Joe doesn't do anything. Uh, but Grandpa anyway. Joe. Or Grandpa Joe, whatever. is Uncle There's no Uncle Joe. There's no Uncle No. Yeah,
3: Charlie killed Grandpa him. Grandpa Joe's just being lazy. He can suddenly walk as soon as he gets chocolate, and that's, that's BS.
4: You're telling me that Spineless Charlie's going to run a multi-billion dollar company? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Chase.
3: <laughs> uh, that's, <fine. laughs> that's also the wrong way to break the glass ceiling.
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to question five. Uh, The category is Remember Traveling? The Schengen Agreement, which allows for free movement about most of the European Union, was signed in 1985 in what country? This country is the last remaining Grand Duchy in the world.
4: I know it. I'm sure Jeff knows it.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know it.
4: All I'm getting is the the Grand Duchy, which is Dutch boy's grandfather.
5: So so we know Luxembourg has a Grand Duke. Right. Is that the same as a, a duchy? Is that what that's called?
4: I, I mean, that's fine with me, Ken. I I am so lost on this question. Anything having to do with this area, um, you know, I'm kind of just uh, pulling a Grand Duchy myself. So, I don't All know. Right.
5: Let's go with uh, Luxembourg.
4: Okay.
6: Yeah, I was like, I think that happened in Luxembourg. Then once you said Grand Duchy, I was pretty sure, and Jeff agreed.
2: And uh, that is correct. It is Luxembourg. Uh, I was going to be real sad if you guys recognized it, that Luxembourg has a, a Duke, <laughs> but but wasn't a Grand <laughs> Duchy. So
4: anyway i'm going to tell you something that's uh pretty funny in the four i guess four-ish years four and a half years of playing trivia with ken i have at least seven times seen him answer answer luxembourg to something uh that he wasn't sure of and it, it was right so i don't know why but that's like his <laughs> lucky country
5: just got a feeling man i don't i actually know nothing about luxembourg pretty <laughs> much <laughs> you need to have a duke
4: Uh, so it looks like after five questions, uh, the, uh, second best trivia podcast has 20 points and the bone collectors have 30.
2: All right. Good close game so far. So moving on to question six category is this state does not remember traveling. What is the only state that does not have any operating commercial flights? Frontier was scheduled to start service from this state's most populous city to Orlando, Florida, but the COVID-19 t- pandemic put a stop to that. So.
5: so we are locked in.
6: So I've been thinking about it, and my guess is maybe North Dakota. That sounds sounds really plausible to me. Like the other, other low-population states are like Wyoming, which definitely has flights in, um, and uh, Alaska, which definitely has flights in. And yeah. South Dakota's is pretty low population, but South Dakota has Mount Rushmore and right. um, the Black Hills and Sturgis Motorcycle Festival. So I feel like there'd be plain demand for that. So yeah, I guess North Dakota.
3: That's what my gut went with. I like it.
6: All right, let's lock in.
5: All right, we were kind of between uh, Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana. thought Wyoming had uh, too much tourism, so we went with Montana.
2: All right. Uh, So unfortunately, no points here. Um, So for Montana, you can actually fly into a couple of different places. Um, They have a really big skiing and camping uh, tourism industry. Uh, And then for North Dakota, uh, you're right, right? not much tourism there, but you can fly into both Bismarck and Fargo. So the only state that you can't actually fly into or out of is Delaware. So uh, uh, Wilmington is supposed to have uh, air service from Frontier Airlines, but they uh, shut that down. So there you go. Uh, question seven, the category is in Daniel Powder's favorite game. What cult classic game for the Nintendo 64 features a foul-mouthed alcoholic squirrel as its protagonist and follows his quest to rescue his girlfriend, Barry, from the Panther King?
4: In my experience, all squirrels are foul-mouthed.
2: All right, we're locked in.
4: Yeah, I think it's
3: Conquer. Oh, I like that. Conker's go- Bad Fur Day, something like that. Yeah, that was the name of the game. So we'll go with Conquer. locked in.
5: Yep, we had the same thing, Conquer. And yeah, it was Bad Hair Day or Bad Fur Day or something like that, but Conquer.
3: Yeah, we'll give uh,
2: points all around for that. The answer was Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Uh, nice. A little hint in the title there that uh, Daniel Powder is, you, know, you had a bad day. <laughs>
4: oh, yes, oh. yes. Oh, yeah. All
2: right, moving on, question eight is in misplaced mythology. So, commonly misused as a symbol for medicine, two snakes wrapped around a staff is known as the caduceus. That is truly the symbol for whom? The most
3: famous herald of the gods. We're going to lock in over here. I was immediately thinking Hermes, because um, I feel like uh, we talked about it one time when we were talking about like a style of sandal with wings on it or something like that, and I yep. think he was the that's messenger. Definitely,
6: that's definitely, yeah, he he was the messenger, and, you know, but is that the same thing as a herald, right?
3: uh I, I believe i believe yes in this in this context it is what we're looking for
6: and I, I also feel like um snakes were more strongly associated with apollo because they were uh snakes were like oracular and he was one of the gods of prophecy so i i hermes came to mind first and you like hermes more so i'm i'm very coin flippy on this okay
3: well uh, i i'd like to take a wager on hermes and if we're wrong then i'll oh. i'll eat the next one okay let's go with it <laughs> perfect
4: yeah, I heard uh, Harold uh, made me think of Messenger, which made me think of Paul Schaefer. And then Ken corrected me and said, nope, he just played Hermes and Hercules, uh, but we locked in with Hermes.
2: <laughs> All right, and you guys are both correct on that. Um, right. And then, John, yeah, you were actually uh, kind of on the right track with what you were discussing about Apollo and Asclepius, uh, because the actual mythological symbol for medicine is the rod of Asclepius, which is a rod with a single snake wrapped around it. Ah. All right. Uh, So moving on to question nine, the category is Not That Kind of Demon. What is the name of the 17th century Dutch explorer who voyaged greatly throughout the South Pacific, reaching the island that he named Van Diemen's Land, though in 1856, it was changed to bear his name? I'll take either the explorer's name or the name of uh, his titular island.
4: So Ken and I are talking to each other, and um, we just cannot come up with a... Uh, a dutch explorer so um we are going to uh lock in but uh incorrectly
6: so i thought van diemen's land was new zealand or at least something in the oceanic region maybe like tasmania or new zealand or um australian general area i know new zealand the name is dutch in origin because it's new zealand and zealand is an area of the netherlands but that's not someone's name
3: well you just said something that i really liked and i don't know if it's related or just a coincidence but you said tasmania mm. and i wonder if tasmanian devil uh van diemen's island i don't know if that's related at all but i mean you that
6: think, all right you want to say it was a guy named tasman then
3: that's possible yeah i that that makes sense to me and then the ending sounds like it's named for somebody so okay let's go tasman
4: yeah, uh, we just uh, locked in with uh, an individual who helped uh, bankroll this uh, this trip um, for uh, seafaring favors, and uh, we said, Dutch daddy. <laughs>
2: uh, man, it could have been someone's Dutch daddy, uh, but it was, in fact, Abel Tasman. All right. Great poll, great poll guys.
6: Wow. Sweet.
2: Sweet. Uh, question 10 is in the category No Strawberry Fields Here. In 1971 former Beatle George Harrison arranged a benefit concert for What Asian Nation, which had declared its independence the same year. Uh, the album for that concert went on to win Grammy of the Year uh, for Album of the Year in 1973, despite its poor sales.
3: John, we can lock in. I've got this for sure.
4: Okay.
2: Thinking uh, Tibet?
4: Yeah, that sounds right to me.
2: The, um, the old free
5: Tibet slogan?
4: Yeah.
3: All right, we're going with Tibet. I'm pretty sure, because I know for I know for positive, Bangladesh got their independence in 1971 mm-hmm. and when they split from Pakistan and I'm pretty sure there was a concert for Bangladesh. So I'm feeling pretty confident about that. Sounds good to me. All right. We're going to go Bangladesh. The
2: answer here is Bangladesh. Nice. Uh, which, you're exactly right. Uh, declared its independence in 1971.
4: All right. Um, well, it looks like after round one, uh, team bone collector has 50 points and team second best trivia podcast with 60 Uh, Before we throw it to you, Chase, for the uh, swing round, I just want to tell everyone to join us over at The Crop. You can uh, see Chase and John over there commenting on things. Uh, And if you're more of a social media type person and don't want to go on Facebook, you can go to Twitter and Instagram at TrivialityPod and uh, come say hello. And uh, we'll hang out and uh, crack some jokes with you. So, uh, Chase, what do you have in store for us for today for the uh, swing round?
2: Yeah, so we're going to do one of my favorite uh, Jeopardy! style categories of before and after. Uh, and this right. is going to be films with new settings. Mm. So as an example, if I said that now set in Australia's second largest city, Tom Cruise stars in a 1989 autobiographical drama about Vietnam war veteran and activist Ron Kovic. That would be Mel born on the 4th of July.
0: Okay. Um,
2: and then just for clarification, the city will always be the first part and the film will always be the second part. Um, and it's okay. always the same syllable, uh, but it might be part of, of the same word. So,
4: Okay, that makes sense. All
2: right. Uh, so question one. Now set in the Pearl of the Orient, Zac Efron's career was launched by this 2006 film. Question two. Now set in the capital of Kenya, John Cusack gets a new perspective in this 1999 Spike Jones joint. Question three. Now set in the city with the busiest cruise ship port in the world, this 2004 comedy sequel includes a horny Chihuahua named Moses and a cat named Jinx. Question four. Now set in a coastal city ravaged by a 1906 earthquake, this animated film won Best Original Song at the 2018 Academy Awards for Remember Me. Question five. And Now set in the city with the tallest building in the world, This 1963 musical comedy features Dick Van Dyke reprising his Broadway role. Question six, uh, now set in the City of Lights, this 1983 directorial debut of Paul Brickman contains an off-parodied solo dance scene. Question seven, now set in the Crossroads of the World, this is a 1988 rom-com centered around a minor league baseball team. Question eight, now set in the city that hosts the Just for Laughs comedy festival, This is a 2000 Western romance adapted from a Cormac McCarthy novel. Question nine, now set in the city where you can find La Plaza Evita. This is a 2009 Dwayne Johnson Disney film in which he helps a pair of aliens prevent the invasion of Earth. And number 10, now set in the city that hosted the 1936 Olympic Games, Clive Owen attempts to thwart Denzel Washington in his 2006 heist film.
4: All right, we're going to take a moment to go through these and we will be right back.
1: On weekends, we dive into the industry's shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: All of the answers from the swing round are in. Let's throw it back to Chase and uh, hear those questions one more time.
2: All right. So like for our swing round, uh, we had 10 questions, five points each, kind of a before and after for our films with new settings. So uh, question number one was, now set in the Pearl of the Orient, Zac Efron's career was launched by this 2006 film.
5: I'll get us uh, started with The Bone Collector. Um, I think we did pretty good on these. We're feeling pretty confident, and we're starting off with Shanghai High School Musical, or Shanghai School Musical.
6: Yep, that's what uh... – Jeff and I had as well, Shanghai School Musical,
2: and that is correct, Shanghai School Musical. Um, okay. nice and Jeff. that there are there are a couple, there are a couple of cities known as the Pearl of the Orient, uh, but that's obviously the only one that works with our uh, setup here. So, uh, question two was now set in the capital of Kenya. John Cusack gets a new perspective in this 1999 Spike Jones joint.
4: So we definitely knew the movies for all these questions, and it was just a matter on some of the harder ones to get the cities, and Ken luckily uh, threw out a good answer, I think, because it fits. We went with Nairo being John Malkovich.
2: Yep, that's what Jeff and I had as well. Uh, You guys are correct again. Nairo being John Malkovich. All right. Number three is now set in the city with the busiest cruise ship port in the world. This 2004 comedy sequel includes a horny chihuahua named Moses and a cat named Jinx.
5: Yep, we're going to go with Miami, meet the
2: fuckers.
3: Yeah, I was fortunate uh, John had Miami on this one, and I, I was pretty sure it was meet the fuckers, so Miami, meet the fuckers.
2: And uh, once again, you guys are correct, and I, I got you to say fuckers on a podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question four, uh, now set in a coastal city ravaged by a 1906 earthquake, this animated film won Best Original Song at the 2018 Academy Awards for Remember Me.
4: We went with San Francisco-co.
2: Yeah.
3: 1906 uh, earthquake is almost certainly San Francisco. So we said San Francisco-co.
2: And uh, you guys are right. I
3: thought 1989
2: would make it way too easy, but you still picked up on it. So,
5: And I, I'm going to let you finish, but uh, Sufjan Stevens had the best original song of the 2008 Academy Awards.
2: Just Just throwing that in there. It did win the award, correct? No, no, no. Uh,
5: I I was doing a Kanye joke.
2: Oh, gotcha. Oh, thank God. All right.
5: Sufjan Stevens lost lost to Coco.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, Number five uh, was now set in the city with the tallest building in the world. Uh, This 1963 musical comedy features Dick Van Dyke reprising his Broadway role. Uh,
5: That is going to be Dubai by Birdie
6: yep jeff had dubai and i was like is
2: that bye bye birdie and yep we came up yeah. with it. yep there you go so uh, both teams are perfect so far through five uh let's go to number six which is now set in the city of lights this 1983 directorial debut of paul brickman contains an oft-parodied solo dance scene
4: we went with pariski business
2: pariski business yep you guys are trucking along all right uh Number seven is now set in the crossroads of the world. This is a 1988 rom-com centered around a minor league baseball team. For this one, we're going with Istanbul Durham. Yep. Yeah, I uh,
6: love baseball movies. It's the only sport that I really follow. It's a Bull Durham came to mind and Istanbul Durham.
2: Yep, seven for seven on both sides, Istanbul Durham. All right. Uh, number eight is now set in the city that hosts the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. This is a 2000 Western romance adapted from a Cormac McCarthy novel.
4: I knew this uh, festival was in Canada. I can't remember if it was Toronto or Montreal, but when I heard Montreal, I thought of a Cormac McCarthy movie that not too many people remember, uh, and we went with Montreal, The Pretty Horses.
6: Okay. I thought it was Brokeback Mountain for the movie, and then that the comedy festival might be in like uh, the UK, so we came up with Edinburgh, Brokeback Mountain, which is <laughs> pretty tortured.
2: uh, I I like that, but unfortunately not correct. It is Montre All the Pretty Horses.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, Number nine uh, is now set in the city where you can find La Plaza Evita. This is a 2009 Dwayne Johnson Disney film in which he helps a pair of aliens prevent the invasion of Earth. Yeah, this was probably the hardest one for us. But we finally ended up
5: with Buenos Aires to Witch Mountain.
3: Oh, that makes sense. Uh, I forgot about Race to Witch Mountain.
6: Yep, yep. We had Buenos Aires uh, 51.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it is uh, Buenos Aires to Witch Mountain. Nice. Probably probably the most forced out of all these, but uh, there you go. And uh, lastly, uh, number 10 is now set in the city that hosted the 1936 Olympic Games. Clive Owen attempts to thwart Denzel Washington in his 2006 heist film.
4: We went uh, with Berlin Side Man.
3: Yeah, Spike, one of my, a Spike Lee joint. Spike Lee. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, Clive Owen films, uh, Inside Man, we said Berlin Side Man.
2: And that is correct, Berlin Side Man. So uh, perfect score uh, for uh, this the, uh, the Bone Collectors. And then uh, I think 40 for the second best trivia team.
4: Yeah, uh, that actually brings us to a tie at 100 going into round two.
2: All right, uh, so we'll move on to round two. Uh question eleven is in the category not known for his cooking. Rather than painting over his masterpiece La Maja Desnuda, which Spanish master painted a nearly identical piece with his muse now clothed? Both works now hang in the Museo Nacional del Prado in Madrid. Uh the classic the classic decision here, Neil.
4: I know, I was just gonna I was just gonna text you <laughs> the the two names. Let's um, just
5: say it. Jeff knows what we're talking about. Yeah. We're between Dali and Picasso. Obviously. Yes.
4: Yeah. Here's my game, my game theory. I feel like you ask a question like this, we're thinking Picasso or Dali. The um, game theory normally would say, don't say Picasso because it's too easy, but I think it's a trick first of all. And I also think Dali was such a surrealist that he probably just painted what came out of his subconscious right away and never repainted anything. But I could see Picasso being annoyed that he'd have to paint over something and then repaint it because he's a perfectionist so that's why i say we go picasso
5: and also i think picasso is more well known for muses so yeah i agree picasso for us
6: so i actually the two names that came to mind for me were
2: picasso and goya not dali Mm. yeah yeah i think that's goya okay let's go goya all right, and uh, so the the clue was not known for his cooking because you guys have probably had some Goya garbanzo beans ah, in the market. Uh, the ooh. answer is Francisco de Goya. Ah, gotcha, good one.
4: Well, his, bean, uh, his beans are for rude. that
2: horrifying picture of Saturn eating his child. Oh, like I love a, that one. Great, yeah. Yeah, great museum. If you guys are ever you know, if we're ever allowed to travel and go back to museums, uh, highly recommended. Uh, so <laughs> question twelve uh, is in the category newer than new. Uh, And what would be the newest sovereign nation in the world, Bougainville Island held a referendum in November 2019 with 98% of its population voting to secede from what oceanic island nation?
4: Okay, they're locked in. Um, Obviously, my geography isn't my strong suit uh you know a lot more than i do but one thing that keeps hitting me over the head and you're gonna have to kind of pull my weight here um he kept mentioning the um category saying something something new or newer something new new whatever um so i'm assuming isn't there a country or two that have like new in the name is could that possibly be like the right direction
5: yeah new zealand new guinea
4: okay um
5: should we say new guinea
4: yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense because if we went New Zealand here, I needed a question Oceanic about
5: Oceanic Island Nation. Oh, and it was a Dutch colony. Yes. I think that's New Guinea.
4: Okay, yeah, that's
2: good with me. All right, second yeah. best trivia. Uh, what did you guys have?
3: After discussion with John, the um, couple things popped out. Yep, newer than new. So we were thinking new and then shares an island is definitely something that Indonesia and Brunei and a couple other places do. And one of those in that uh, area would be New Guinea, Papua New Guinea, is what we locked in with. Okay. Uh, So I have a little bit of a decision
2: to make, uh, because the correct answer is Papua New Guinea, uh, which is the actual name of the country. Mm. Uh, New Guinea is the name of that whole island uh, that it shares with Indonesia, yeah, I, I think uh, it's because it's specifically the country. Uh, we'll have to give credit just for Papua New Guinea. Right.
4: Well, you definitely lost my shoulder business. I'm gonna tell you that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's that's because Tiger Balm has your entire shoulder business.
4: <laughs> and I have a lot of Tiger Balm on sure. right now that you you can't smell. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah Tiger Balm and CBD oil have just taken all my all my business away. <laughs> uh, question thirteen, as uh, in Scooby Doo, but do you know who? Because I know how much you guys love dog breeds. Uh, so, most everyone knows that Scooby Doo is a great Dane. But, can you name this other great breed of dog, which takes, it na- takes its name from the mountain range containing the autonomous microstate of Andorra? We're good. Yeah. Uh,
4: okay. Uh, they're locked in. So, Anil. Hey yeah.
5: What about Andalusia or Andalusian?
4: Oh, that is a, yeah, it, that is a dog, right? Let's Andal- yeah. go with it. Yeah. Andalusian.
3: That, sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, John, but this is the Pyrenees, right? Yeah, the, uh, the Grand Great Pyrenees,
2: uh, and that is correct. It is a a Great Pyrenees. Um, I I did. I'll just never
5: like... get a dog breed question <laughs> Never ever. <laughs>
2: uh,
4: oh yeah, a Pyrenees. It almost looks like a uh, a jacked golden retriever who's albino.
2: It, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, they're gigantic, fluffy white dogs. All right. Uh, question 14 is I prefer my books on my TV <laughs> uh, written by Lev Grossman what series of novels follows Quentin Coldwater as he discovers that the make believe world of Fillory from his favorite childhood stories is actually quite real I got it, was, it. locked in jeez I'm oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the basis for a sci-fi television series that premiered in 2015 and concluded this year
4: Interesting um I think he kind of gave a little bit of a clue there, but um, that it was on sci-fi. I'm not too
5: brushed up on sci-fi series.
4: No, that's not on sci-fi. I was thinking maybe like Outlander, but that's not on sci-fi. And plus that's like, I think it's a woman who travels back in time to um, uh, olden times and then has uh, many affairs, I think with like the lead guy or sensual scene, something like that. I know I'm butchering whatever the premise is, but um, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know.
5: We could just say that if you want. I,
4: I
6: don't know either.
4: Yeah, we're gonna go Outlander. Okay.
6: Uh, second best trivia. What do you guys have? It's uh, the Magicians. I think best described as like, what if every character in Harry Potter was a realistically <laughs> person?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, that is uh, probably spot on. Uh, it is the Magicians. Uh, all
4: right, is it actually about magicians though, or do they just call yes. the magicians?
2: So the so the premise is that they are magicians, uh, but they're all like in their late teens or early twenties. They're all like very broken people. Hmm. And then uh, basically, by you know, through misuse of magic, bad things happen. I don't know. It's it's pulpy and entertaining. I think think
5: John's been watching it.
2: I've I've heard of the books. I'm familiar with the books. I've been watching the show. (laughs) All right. Uh, We'll get something a little more serious for the next question, uh, which is in uh, the category He'll Go Down in History. Who was the fifth vice president of the United States under James Madison, whose name now lives on in infamy for his role in creating highly partisan district maps? I'm l- I'm locked in. I got it.
4: Can you right, do so, your president's thing?
5: So making
2: making uh,
5: redistricting maps so that they're by so that they're like partisan and biased is called gerrymandering. So is his name gerrymander?
4: Was there a vice president? Or named- just
5: Jerry? I guess we could say gerrymandering.
4: Well, he said, the, "I didn't know if the clue he 'He'll Go Down in History' is that part of a?" Isn't that a song? Like, he'll go down and... Oh no, that's, that's Santa Claus. I think or uh, Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> I literally <laughs> thought you were
4: giving a song So, so
5: it's Rudolph gerrymander, fourth uh, president no, of the United, <laughs> vice president of the United States. Rudolph, yes. Rudolph gerrymander.
4: Yeah.
6: Okay. Uh,
5: we'll just say uh, gerrymander. Okay, Neil.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's fine with me. All
6: right. And uh, yeah, it, it is Jerry it's uh, i think his name is elbridge jerry we'll just lock in with jerry and gerrymander is because he redistricted a district in massachusetts that looked like a salamander so it was a gerrymander
2: Yeah. Uh, so the answer is elbridge jerry uh but uh, you guys were spot on uh, with it so we'll, we'll give credit for for gerrymander gerrymandering that's that's what we were getting at there
4: <laughs> oh we're right, getting credit thanks, for that
2: thanks for the credit
4: oh thank you uh, he,
5: he, he went the other way with the last uh ruling <laughs> so we get this ruling <laughs>
4: Okay, so uh, we were going to be completely smoked uh, in the beginning of the second round, but uh, Chase gave us some points there, which was nice. Uh, so it looks like the second best trivia podcast picked up 50 points, so we're at 150, and we picked up 10, so we're at 110.
2: All right. Mm-hmm. So it's, let's, uh, with the second half of the second half, uh, question 16 is in Let's Think About Sex. What is the title of Prince's third album, whose sexually charged lyrics and fusion of R&B, funk, and rock led music critic Robert Christgau to quip, Mick Jagger should fold up his penis and go home.
4: (laughs) Now, now as a (laughs) a orthopedic surgeon, is that even possible?
2: Uh, You you can fold it there. You just might not get it back. (laughs) Okay.
5: Well, according to Neil, I hate Prince.
4: Oh no, you just you,
5: you threw me under under uh, the wheel of the of a bus.
4: <laughs> Did I say you and hate words, him though? You just said words that you in my don't. Mouth. You're not. He's not one of your favorites. I thought you said.
5: Yeah, I guess I don't know that much of, about Prince. But you, you no, you said it's somebody that you hate. And the answer that we gave was Prince. Oh,
4: we'll see if I said but, that. Though. Uh, I'm, I'm
5: catching all this flack on the crop for something I never said. <laughs>
4: But subconsciously, though, I said it's someone you hate and you came up with Prince. So that means it's got to be in there somewhere.
5: No. Let's end this.
4: Okay. I think anyway, I know Je- it.
6: Jeff, I've got absolutely nothing to offer. So,
3: <laughs> all right. Neil, Neil <laughs> knows it. So we're to I don't remember. I know he had a self-titled one and he had 1999 and Purple Rain, John. But I don't, none of those, I don't think any of those are the album in question.
4: Okay. You want to just go Purple Rain and,
3: call, yeah. End yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah that sounds good uh
4: yeah i believe this one is probably something chase heard when the nuns found out he was talking about folded penis penises uh and they said he had a dirty mind so that's what we locked in with
2: and, and that is correct and uh, yeah that's that's actually where i got it from so <laughs> that, that was also just an excuse for me to to use that quip in a question title because my goodness is that great yep. I mean,
5: every, every time Neil goes to Vegas, he sees puppetry of the penis, right?
2: <laughs> I,
4: I, it's so inventive. I mean, every show, there's something new that they've done. So I have to just make sure I'm, you know, I'm updated do as much as possible. The hot
2: possible. dog, the hamburger.
4: The Eiffel Tower. I mean, there's the a lot. The Tower,
2: yeah. All right. Um, question 17 is in the category of waiter. There's a blank in my soup. Uh, often a component of minestrone soup. Uh, what looks like a large piece of rice, but is actually a grain traditionally produced from white flour. We're locked in.
4: Yeah, I think I know what he's talking about here, Ken. I just don't, I don't know.
5: Basically, what he's getting at is it's a rice-shaped noodle produced from wheat, I guess. So, we don't think it's gnocchi because that's potato. Mm -hmm. What about risotto? Is that actually rice?
4: Uh, A risotto is a... um, No, you're a big fan. I do love risotto. Yeah, it's a particular type of rice, um... Uh, from right, the... so
5: that's actually rice, so that's not it.
4: Wow, I, I have no idea.
5: Yeah, uh, me neither. Should just say gnocchi, even though it's potato?
4: Sure.
6: So I'm I'm only familiar with one rice-shaped pasta, which is orzo. I don't think of it as
2: Italian or an ingredient in minestrone, but that's what I got.
5: Yeah, I think you might be right.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, the answer here is orzo, uh, which right. is definitely an ingredient in uh, minestrone or minestrone soup. Okay.
4: Isn't there a show where uh, Jason Bateman is like funneling orzo or something like that in the in the St. Louis area? I'd uh, come my meal. <laughs>
3: that's that's so incorrect on like three fronts. It's not even funny. <laughs> oh, well,
5: uh, Jeff, after we record this, if you want to stop by and try my uh, bootleg bathtub minestrone, it's all it's all ready for you.
3: Uh, that was uh, from when Ken was in prison on a previous episode. Got it. (laughs) He learned about all of the bathtub and toilet ways to prepare food.
2: That'll definitely come in handy in the coming apocalypse. (laughs) All right. Uh, Question 18 is in the category good conductors. Uh, Derived from the Latin for tiny bone, what is the collective name for the three bones in the middle ear, which are the incus, malleus, and stapes, a.k.a. the hammer, mallet, and stirrup?
3: I'm good, John. you are.
2: Okay.
5: They're locked in, so.
4: I know I'm trying to think so so basically I uh not to get into much detail I have TMJ and I uh my ear started bugging me so I thought it was inside my ear because I had this popping but it's my jaw it's really annoying so I started looking up all the ears ear stuff and I was like maybe I have an ear infection uh but it was from TMJ like the pain and all that um and I know the ear bones like the hammer and all that stuff but I can't think of the collective name
5: auditory trio
4: no, yeah, the auditory trio sounds. This right. is
5: the three tenors. The
4: three, yeah.
5: All <laughs>
3: right, let's go with the auditory.
4: Uh, uh, okay, auditory bones. Yeah, that's fine.
3: Uh, you are painfully close. I believe these are the auditory ossicles.
2: Uh, that is correct. So the uh, the Latin word for a bone is an os, o s. So you make them tiny, and they're little they're little ossicles. No. Uh, they're, they're bones that are too small for me to fix. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not a big fan. <laughs>
4: we'll collect them though
2: all right uh i wasn't gonna let you guys get through this without a sports question so in question 19 is in the category let's go dancing there are 49 states that have division one ncaa men's basketball teams which is the only state to never appear in the men's basketball tournament neil huh. whatever you think i'm out
4: i'll lock in and they can they can talk
3: okay john so um so there are, of there, there are 49 states the that, one that's not on this list i'm Pretty positive is Alaska, so we can just roll that out right away because sure. that does not have a Division One program. Um, Hawaii does, and I think they may have made an appearance uh, okay. with the University of Hawaii. Okay. I know uh, Providence College has made it pretty far in the past. I grew up around. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm thinking it's got to be another small state, smaller population. Rhode Island, I'm almost – Rhode Island you were thinking it does with Providence College. Um, North Dakota I'm pretty sure did. But I'm guessing it maybe might be another like a Delaware or another small. you think it might be like Wyoming or Montana? Montana I'm pretty sure did. They've got quite a few universities. Okay. I'm guessing Wyoming maybe did too. I don't know. I was thinking I was thinking small east coast like Vermont, New Hampshire. I know I think um... Maine.
6: I think New Hampshire definitely has. Vermont maybe had like Middlebury or something.
3: Okay. What Um, about Maine? Do you know any colleges in Maine?
6: uh, Not big ones. We could go Maine. Okay. I'm good with that. Okay. Let's go Maine.
4: Maine sounds really good. Uh, it was one of them, one of the states that I thought about. I started going like New Hampshire, Maine, Delaware, Rhode Island, and I just assumed a lot of those places are kind of obsessed with uh, with sports and and glory and whatnot. So I was like, maybe not. And then I know Hawaii has a great school like for football and whatnot, but I don't remember seeing them in the tournament, so I just went Hawaii.
2: All right, so you guys brought up a lot of the uh, probably the best guesses for this. Uh, you are Jeff was definitely right that Alaska does not have a team. Um, University of Hawaii uh, has, in fact, made the tournament a few times, most recently in 2016. Hmm. Uh, let's see what else was named. Uh, Idaho has made it a couple times, both as Boise and Idaho State. Montana has made it a bunch of times. North Dakota uh, has made it through North Dakota State. Uh, Delaware has been a few times. Wyoming actually won the 1943 championship. Oh, huh. uh, and New Hampshire, the University of New Hampshire has never made it, but Dartmouth has. So your answer is Maine. Wow. All <laughs> right. Oh, that's crazy. That's, yeah, Good that was work. a great that was a great poll. That was the very last thing you guys said. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, all right. Uh, so moving on to our very last question. Uh, question twenty, of the category is healthcare heroines. Following the American Civil War, nurse Clara Burton traveled to Geneva, Switzerland, where she was introduced to Dr. Louis Appia. She returned to the United States and founded the American branch of what humanitarian organization? I'm 95% sure. Uh,
4: Yeah, Ken, I think this is the Red Cross, Claire Barton.
2: Yep, I think you're right.
4: Okay, Uh, we're going to like him with the Red Cross.
2: That's what we said as well, the Red Cross. Yep, And uh, both teams are correct here. So uh, Claire Barton, probably the most famous nurse in history, right along with uh, Florence Nightingale. uh, Definitely uh, a woman to know
4: Okay, going into the final round, uh, we were taking quite a beating there uh, over at uh, the Bone Collector. We have 130 and team's second best trivia podcast with 190. So let's hear those categories, Chase, see what we're working with here.
2: All right. So for our final round, uh, my thought is that good trivia comes in threes. So every answer here will have three answers. Uh, and I need, because it's the final round, I need all three of them. So oh. no personal credit here. You got to have all three to get your points. Okay. Uh, category one is What's Cookin' Doc? Category two is Netflix and Thrill. Category three is Court Awards. Category four is An Office. And category five is You Gotta Have Faith.
5: All right, so the wages are now locked in. The Bone Collector is a little more conservative this time with 10 points uh, per question. And uh, the second best trivia show going a little more boldly uh, with their their uh, sizable lead with 20 points per question. Neil, can you remind everybody how to uh, help us out on Patreon if they're so inclined?
4: Of course. Uh, well, we really appreciate all of our Patreon supporters, including Chase and John. And uh, we couldn't do the show without them, especially during this difficult time. Uh, and I was just having a conversation with Jeff the other day um, about uh, loving all the pictures that we're seeing and the crop of the posters that people are getting uh, or the boxes they're getting. And so that's, uh, that's really great that everyone's enjoying those things. So you can get a lot of those things if you join Patreon, uh, posters, stickers, boxes, uh, and most of all, extra audio content. I mean, there's over, th- I believe, 30 hours of extra audio content that you can listen to where we're a little bit more uncensored. Uh, So if you'd like to join all of those Patreon supporters, uh, like John and Chase, you can uh, join us over at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast.
2: All right. Uh, So just as a reminder, I do need three answers for each of these questions. So our first category was what's cooking, Doc? What is the holy trinity of Cajun cuisine, forming the base of foods such as etouffee, gumbo, and jambalaya? It differs from a mirepoix, with carrots being substituted for a sweeter vegetable. Uh, question two is in the category Netflix and Thrill. Uh, ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, and Charlie Hunnam starred in the 2019 Netflix heist film Triple Frontier. What three South American countries make up the Triple Frontier? Category number three was in Court Awards. There have been 34 different NBA MVPs since the award was first given in 1955. Incredibly, only three recipients of this award have passed away. Who are they? Question four is in a category, an office. Most homes and offices contain an inkjet printer. What three colors are most commonly found in a tricolor ink cartridge? And category five is you've got to have faith. The Holy Trinity of Hinduism is known as the Trimurti. It's comprised of the creator, the preserver, and the destroyer. Who are these three deities?
4: All right, we're going to talk about these and be back with our answers.
0: Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat
5: and Jethro, box of oddities.
3: What do you do when the woman you love dies? and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious.
0: Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities.
1: The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media.
0: Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart-Topping Family Road Trip Trivia podcast. Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
4: All the answers are locked in. Let's throw it to Chase for the questions one more time and get these final answers.
2: All right. Uh, So, uh, again, good trivia comes in threes. So, we're looking for three answers for each of these. Uh, Category one was what's cooking, Doc? What is the holy trinity of Cajun cuisine, forming the base of foods such as etouffee, gumbo, and jambalaya? It differs from a mirepoix, with carrots being substituted for a sweeter vegetable.
4: All right. So as we said earlier, we went 10 all the way down. Uh, The only reason I think I know this, and I don't know if it's true, is on Queer Eye. Uh, Anthony was making something with the holy trinity, and he used carrot. And now that Chase said it is not carrot, Um, the only other one I could think of is onion. So I know the other two for sure are bell pepper and celery. So we went bell pepper, celery, and onion.
6: And, uh, you know, I thought the mirepoix was onion, celery, and bell pepper. I don't think of bell pepper as sweeter than carrot, but maybe it is.
2: Uh, yep. So you guys are, are both correct. So a, a mirepoix is, uh, has carrots in it, uh, but the holy trinity is onion, celery, and bell peppers. Uh, and maybe my my palate is just off, but bell peppers are, are pretty sweet. You could, like, eat them as a snack. I I think uh, carrots are super sweet. To me, they're like one step below beats. Well, agree to disagree. Uh, Netflix and thrill. Uh, Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, and Charlie Hunnam starred in the 2019 Netflix heist film Triple Frontier. I don't care about the movie. So what are the three South American countries that make up the Triple Frontier?
5: Yeah. So uh, me and Neil were thinking these are kind of northern South American countries. So we were
3: saying uh, probably Colombia, Venezuela, and maybe Peru yeah John and I were on the same path. Uh, we thought maybe we don't we know nothing about the film, but we figured if maybe it was about drugs or something like that, we'd include Colombia. And the other two big ones in the region, we said, uh, maybe it's its neighbors, Venezuela and Brazil. So we said Colombia, Venezuela, and Brazil.
2: All right, Well, you guys are a little closer getting one of them. Uh, it is Brazil, and the two other countries are Argentina and the very often forgotten Paraguay. Mm. Mm, indeed. All right. (laughs) Question three is in court awards. Uh, There have been 34 different NBA MVPs since the award was first given in 1955. Incredibly, only three recipients of this award have passed away. Who are they?
4: This one uh, we were having a lot of trouble with um, in the beginning uh, because we're not super well versed in sports. Um, So initially we said, Wilt Chamberlain, we knew he had passed away and he was sort of a dominant force. We went with him um through everything that's gone on in this crazy year uh we almost forgot about kobe but we put kobe bryant on there uh and then the third one we really had no idea we were trying to think of players that would have played alongside uh uh, people like wilt or kareem abdul-jabbar who we know is live we said dr j bill russell but they haven't passed away yet um and we said moses malone we knew he was an old basketball player and um believed he was good
6: so yeah uh Jeff and I came up with Kobe immediately. We thought for a while. We thought Wilt Chamberlain was probably dead, so we went with him. And then we had no idea on the third one. And Chase, I don't know if you heard me, but I said Malone. Because I was like, who's like an older basketball player around maybe in the 80s? So I randomly picked out of the hat the same guy that uh, the other
2: guys did. Uh, Yeah, I was going to ask you to be more specific because there is another uh, MVP. Uh, Call Malone yeah so yeah. but uh, w- which Malone are you picking here Moses, Moses <laughs> there you Malone. go yeah. all right so yeah that is correct so wait what yeah that's correct <laughs> hey <laughs> there we go yeah. I love it uh, w- I was kind
5: of hoping we were both wrong because because they wagered more but <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all good uh, that was that was a great poll for both teams so Wilt Chamberlain passed away in 1999 uh, Moses <laughs> Malone in 2015 and Kobe uh, obviously earlier this year wow yeah. unbelievable <laughs> all right uh, category four is an office you know because you guys had a whole trivia round on uh, or a, uh tournament on the office let's figure out for something more mundane so uh, most homes and offices contain an inkjet printer what three colors are most commonly found in a tricolor ink cartridge
5: yeah c- quickly we came to magenta cyan and
3: uh yellow yeah, we believe the four standard colors are C-M-Y-K, the K standing for black, so we said yellow, cyan, and magenta.
2: Yeah, And that is absolutely right. All right, and our very last question is in uh, You Gotta Have Faith. The Holy Trinity of Hinduism is known as the Trimurti, comprised of the Creator, the Preserver, and the Destroyer. Who are these three deities?
5: All right, over at the Bone Collector, uh, we don't know too much about Hinduism, but I can name a few deities, and I... Hope these are right. Uh, We went with Vishnu, Ganesh, and Shiva.
6: And uh, we went Brahma, Shiva, and Vishnu.
2: Yeah, the the first guys were so close, but it is, in fact, uh, uh, the creator, Brahma, Vishnu, uh, the preserver, and Shiva, the destroyer. Uh, So points to the second best trivia team.
4: All right all right well Well,
5: it seems that they're the first they're the first (laughs) best trivia team today right
4: ken is right they are the first best trivia team today with a final score of 250 points making them the cream of the crop
3: i am the queen
4: great game guys
6: good game
3: jeff no thanks john that was uh you were a huge help so it was a real team effort there
6: yeah no it was definitely a team effort awesome uh, yeah, that was. Oh, a... I can't believe we got Moses Malone. That that must that must have been something I just actually knew and didn't
3: realize I knew. <laughs> yeah, that was to say the other two. I mean, Kobe for sure, and Wilt. I thought, but yeah, no, Moses Malone was a heck of a pull.
4: Now I have actually yeah. have to research Moses Malone because I really, like I said, I don't really know anything about him other than hearing other people talk about him.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, I wrote both the uh, basketball questions with Matt in mind, and you guys uh, still managed to to pull him out. So. <laughs>
4: Uh, well, John, uh, as you are flabbergasted there, uh, we'll uh, say adieu to you. Thank you very much for joining us today and for being a Patreon supporter. Any last words, shout outs, anything like that?
6: Yeah, uh, a quick shout out to Leslie, my trivia partner. Uh, since quarantine started, I've been playing online bar trivia on Twitch a lot. Highly recommend to anybody who loves bar trivia. And uh, I just found Leslie as a partner through Facebook and we've been playing trivia almost every night for the last three months. So shout out to her. And then also to everyone else, um, you know, if you have some money to spare right now, I think a great cause to donate to is food banks. People forget about food banks and uh, because there's so many other great causes as well. But especially in this time when so many people are out of work, um, you know, I think it's a great way to just make sure that people are OK in your community.
4: Yeah, well uh, said. yeah we second that. Uh, Chase, uh, how about you? Any last words? Uh, thank you very much for this game. It was awesome today.
2: Yeah, uh, thank you guys very much for having me on. It was a lot of fun to host and uh, I think it worked out pretty well. Uh, I'd give a shout out to the NYC Trivia League uh, for similar reasons as John. They've been hosting trivia four nights a week, so it's a great way to still uh, get involved in trivia catch up with my weekly trivia group. Um, And then probably most importantly of all, especially as uh, cities around the country start to reopen, uh, it's just nice and simple, wear a damn mask. It's the easiest thing you can do to to keep you and your loved ones safe and the community at large. Uh, It's a little piece of cloth, and it saves lives. So please, please do it. Wear your mask, people. Yeah. Wear a mask.
4: Yeah, I wish we were able to uh make a triviality mask if that's all it would take if then you'd put it on but uh, we agree. Uh we echo uh, Chase's statement. So thank you both for joining us today. Uh for Matt uh who is in Amity Island, uh, hopefully he's not going to, you know, have too uh, too much sea salt hair but uh, we'll see what happens over there. Uh but yeah, for Ken, Jeff, myself, John and Chase, that was triviality.
2: Dr. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was good.